praise the Lord. We have come to a very exciting time in tonight's meeting, but also in the history of Cannes. So um, I want to welcome Jack to come and share the word with us this, this evening. Don't know who's excited about this uh, more, us or Jack, but um, Jack's been preparing his heart for some time now, and he has... He's really submitted himself to leadership. You know, he's, he's come and asked of the wiser, older generation, generation, generation. And he's, I, I'm aware that he's asked more than one, which I think is quite wise, you know. That's, like, that's good. Let me hear from your perspective. But we just want to uh, honor the gift that Jack is to us tonight and say we're ready to hear what God has to say. Amen. So while he's getting ready, let's just stretch our hands towards him and ask the Lord to bless him. Father, we thank you that here is a young man who's running hard after you. And Lord, I thank you that you're taking care of all of his needs. Uh, Lord, both those things that are internal that uh, is going on inside of him, but Lord, externally. Lord, you're a good, good father. And Lord, we ask you to bless him tonight. We pray, Father, that he will be able to release the word with passion and joy. And we are ready to receive it. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Thank you. Hello. Oh, I hope. Um, media suite, can I have the uh, lectern up, please? <laughs> okay. What is God's love? Big question. So I give you a, I give you now a new commandment. Love each other just as much as I have loved you. For when you demonstrate the same love I have for you by loving one another, everyone will know that you've come, you've, that you're my true followers. The one who doesn't love, the one who doesn't love, has yet to know God. For God is love. So if, uh, if God is love and we're supposed to be loving one another, what is it? What is it? Love is, is large and incredibly patient. Love is gentle and consistently kind to all. It refuses to be jealous when blessing comes to someone else. Love does not brag about one's achievements, nor inflate its own importance. And that's why God is love. Love is a choice. We should not rely on our feelings. Because if we rely on our feelings, we're never going to love our enemies. You know, and um, sometimes your partner becomes your enemy twice a week. Maybe even twice a day. (laughs) Your heart attitude counts as well. Because I used to think, you know, love is a choice and that's that. Which I think is, is a fair comment to have. But... 
God didn't begrudgingly send Jesus down to earth. He did it because he loved the earth and he wants to see his children come home. Can I get an amen? Amen. John 3, 16, because God so loved the earth, he sent his only son to die for us and a quite gruesome death as well. Jesus was denied three times by Peter and he still died on the cross for Peter. We've denied Jesus so many times and he still died for us and he still lets us come back to his loving arms. The, the greatest love you'll ever have is the love of God. God loves us so he forgives us. He chooses to forgive us. Whatever we go through, whatever we do, he chooses. He chooses. We love because God first loved us. He's shown us what that love is. And in order to receive God's love, we love each other. And it's the same for forgiveness. We forgive because God forgave us. We're reflecting Jesus. We're reflecting his greatness. Can I get another amen? (laughs) And Jesus asked Peter three times, do you love me? So it's, it's almost like he's forgiven him. Well, of course he's forgiven him. You know, let's, let's go into a bit of detail about Jesus' death. So he was on the cross, and he had to push his feet up to help keep him breathing. Um, so he, he was pushing his feet up. And when the Romans had had, a, had enough of you to finish you off quickly, they'd break the legs so you can't hold yourself up to breathe anymore. Well, they didn't do that with Jesus. They didn't break his legs. Do you know what they did with him? They, they speared him, and he, in the end, he didn't die of um, shortness of breath. He died of a broken heart, of heart failure. He wants to see his children come home. Kari Ten Boom, we all, I'm sure we, most of us know her. She was... <laughs> There she is. <laughs> so uh, she she escaped the concentration camp, which is great. And then two years later, in a in a church in Munich, 1947, she gives uh, a message of God's love and forgiveness. And uh, at the end, she sees the prison guard, the the most brutal prison guard in the con- concentration camp she was staying in, and. Um, at the end, she finds out that he became a Christian and he'd actually put his arm out to, to give her a handshake. And inside her, she was, it sounded like she was going to in a meltdown. Um, and she was saying to herself, um, I've just preached on it. And, you know, it was a real test of God. And she said, I'm not going to rely on the feelings. We, we do not rely on the feelings. She forgave. And then the next level from that is, is our local MP. He was involved in a... <laughs> it was, it was uh, involved in a scandal last year. I'm not going to go into the details, but God found him. He became a Christian, a born-again Christian. 
And it's, it's such a privilege to have him as my local MP and see the passion pouring out of him. Um, and I read somewhere he was getting baptized as well, which is, you know, it's just great. He said he's never worked so hard, and it's just great. You know, the work God's done. God, God's, <laughs> the work God's done in him. He's forgiven. So, so all are we. We're all forgiven as well. Now, the, the next story is from a, a woman called Andy, her name is. Um, she, she was going to college. Yeah, I, I believe she, was, she, she lives in America. I don't know if you, any of you have heard of her. Um, and she found out she was pregnant. And in the end, she decided to have an abortion. And uh, she, a whole lot of shame and guilt came over. And the hardest thing you can ever do is, is for, to forgive yourself. I've, I've learned that as well. And she's found healing. She's found healing. God's, God's healed her. You know, it's, it's amazing. It's forgive yourself, yes. Don't Amen, yes, yes. Forgive yourself. Now I'm going to um give you a couple of tips on how to um forgive yourself. We're gonna put it into perspective. There we have the moon and the many stars around it. Now, if you look at a star in, in the, at night, I mean, it's going dark now, so you could probably do it when you get home. Um, you look at a star, and it's tr- billions and trillions of kilometers away. Um, and the time it takes for the light to go from that star into our eyes is literally thousands of years to see, to see a star. So by the time we've seen it, and let's say it flickers, it's already flickered thousands of years ago. We're literally seeing the past. We're seeing it. We're living in the past. I mean, light's fast, but when I wave my arm, it's literally just happened, you know, fractions, fractions of a second ago. If you remember back to the um, prophetic development gathering in March, Jane Hammond did that activation. You can't look at the past and the future. So you need to let go of the past and accept Jesus' love into your life. And uh, if anyone's watching and you'd like to receive Jesus' love and forgiveness in your life, you can do it right this instant. Don't wait any longer. The three R's. Recognize we're sinners. Repent of your sins. And receive Jesus's receive Jesus's love and forgiveness into your life. If you if you've got any questions, e- email them, me, um, phone us. You can have a look at our website. Love is a choice. We choose to forgive as well. My mum chose not to be here tonight. Yeah, she's watching us online. (laughs) (laughs) I'll forgive you later.
If you want to get it, grab a hold of your destiny. Don't let the fear, shame control you. If you, if you struggle to forgive yourself, you, you, you're saying Jesus' death wasn't enough. God wants you to forgive yourself. He wants you to forgive yourself. So just let go and let God. Amen. Thank you for listening. It's been a privilege. That's fantastic. That's Jack's first time. <laughs> and uh, Jack is part of the staff, and we'd, we'd said to him, how about you having a go at some point? He'd got a, a word buzzing in his heart about forgiveness and the power of God's love. And uh, so he wanted to share that message. It's not going to be the last time, Jack. And uh, those of us who have grey hair or no hair are going to stand with you and keep crafting that gift of God within you. Amen. It's quite a thing to stand in front of a group of people and um, to to share to speak, you know, for the very first time. And um, and it's great because there's always the fear, there's the intimidation. Um, but once you've done it, you never look back. Not, not that the fear or the intimidation get, disappears either, because that's always a challenge when, you, when uh, you're being called to speak publicly. But you did great, Jack. So well done. It's great. Um, I've just got a few points just to add before we take communion, because... Uh, forgiveness really is a powerful thing and, and people in secular circles talk a lot about the power of forgiveness. It isn't something that just is talked about in the church um, as you know a, an important issue that we know about, but actually people outside of the church that have got no religious connections, they don't understand the Bible, but they realize the power of forgiveness. And so... Um, there are a few things that, that forgiveness isn't. We've heard about some of the things that forgiveness is. I've just um, kind of, I've got a whole thing here <laughs> about forgiveness with quotes and all sorts. But there's a few things I just want to hit on here. What it isn't, it isn't forgetting or denying things. Because forgiveness has got to be at a real deep level to impact us. So it isn't just trying to for, forget something that's happened it isn't trying to deny that something hasn't actually happened that has happened. So it doesn't, mat- it doesn't mean that we deny or ignore the offence or say that the offence was okay, it wasn't important. That isn't what forgiveness is about. It's not excusing it as well. It doesn't mean that the offender will not be held responsible for their actions. So it isn't, it isn't excusing it. You know, if we have done something against someone else, it's important that we take responsibility. And it's been great to hear people publicly saying, I'm not excusing what I did. I do take full responsibility. And when someone's wronged you, it isn't as well just trying to excuse them, 
but it's, it's making sure that you're fully aware of what this situation is so that it can be dealt with correctly. It isn't seeking justice or compensation as well because sometimes some of us want justice, don't we? You know, we want to make the other person pay. Hey, what happened there? <laughs> What's happened to my PowerPoint? Come back. How come you jumped in there, Jenny? So it's not a, a, it's not a quid pro quo. It doesn't demand compensation first, yes? Because some of us want to make the other person pay, don't we? Or sometimes the other person wants to make us pay for our mistakes. So we want to let them off, don't we? It's very important in a marriage relationship, isn't it, Jenny? (laughs) That we truly forgive and we don't want our pound of flesh like Shiloh in the Merchant of Venice story, if any of you know Shakespeare. It's not condemning as well. She or he deserves to know that they've wronged me. You know, I want to let them know just how much they've hurt me. How often? How come you keep popping up? I think this message is obviously for you, Jenny. The the computer is really saying something to you. Now, here's an important thing as well. Because it doesn't mean that we have to stay in relationship with the offender. But it does mean that we get to love them. I remember a story by John Bevere when he was in ministry. And he was saying just how much he had been offended by the the minister that he was serving. And he realized that he needed to forgive this person. And... He went through the normal hoops that we, that we go through. But he said, whenever I would see him again, there would be something inside that made me realize I hadn't fully forgiven him and released him. And he said what he did in the end that the Lord showed him was he needed to give him a gift. So he went and he got the most expensive tie that he could find that was really an amazing tie And he gave this as a gift and he said it actually broke something on the inside of him so that he realized he really had gone that extra way. Because it's cheap to say, well, I forgive you. But, uh, or even, you know, I forgive you so much, I'm, I'm praying for you. But this can sometimes still be a hook in there. For those of you that need to forgive me and you're still struggling with it, I don't wear ties nowadays. So if I can eat it or drink it, then... It's just in case, any of you out there, I'll give you the bank account details. It's going the extra mile, isn't it, to make sure that we do it. Now, there is a difference between forgiveness and reconciliation. Forgiveness is one person's moral response to another's injustice, but reconciliation is two parties coming together in mutual respect. Sometimes it it is not easy to reconcile. 
It might be that you're in another country from someone that you've had an issue with. It might be the other person doesn't want to reconcile. We've got uh, an ongoing family situation. And as best as we can, trying to make restitution and to bring reconciliation, the other party will not reconcile. But even yesterday, Jenny was able to, again, uh, through a text, just say, listen, I've forgiven you for anything that you have done to hurt me. I want you to know I've forgiven you, I've released you, and I want to be reconciled. So we can forgive and we can know that we've been uh, forgiven ourselves by God, even if man hasn't forgiven us. There's nothing that's, that's there that, that is an account that's held against us, but we can't always get reconciliation. If it's possible, then go for it. If, if not, then you just make sure that between you and God, and as far as you are, you've released that forgiveness, make sure that you can do that. It is really important. It's really key. Um, it's necessary because it is non-negotiable. God does require it. Um, in, in the parable of the unforgiving servant, if you remember, in that particular story, there's a man who owes a huge debt. The Bible talks about 10,000 talents. And it's very hard for us to try and comprehend that today. But we're talking about a huge debt. Probably the gross domestic product of a small nation was what this man owed to his master. And the master said, look, you know, I'm going to throw you into, into jail. But he said, please, please forgive me. Release me from the debt. So he actually released him from a debt. So if you imagine that this guy owed a hundred million pounds, you'll get an idea of the scale when I tell you about the fact that being released, he went out and met a guy who owed him the equivalent of a hundred quid. Because it was just a few denarii. And he said, I'm going to throw you into jail until you pay this debt of a hundred quid. He's just been forgiven a hundred million. Jenny, there's obviously an issue here, sweetheart. We do need to talk about this when we go home. So this, this other servant said, please forgive me. And he said, no, I am going to throw you into jail until you repay the debt. And he threw him into jail. And his fellow servants came and told the master and said, hey, you know, you've forgiven that guy a hundred million pounds. Well, he was owed just a hundred pounds by this other servant and he's thrown him into jail. He won't allow the debt to be forgiven and to be released. And the master went and got that servant and he said, because you haven't been willing to forgive, I will not forgive you and I'm going to send you to jail. And Jesus makes this statement at the end of this parable. He said, if you from your heart will not forgive others, he said, then you will not be forgiven. In fact, in James it says, make sure that you're forgiving in order that when you come and pray and ask me for something, there isn't unforgiveness that's held to your account so that you won't be forgiven. So it's really key. It's a key principle 
that also paves the way to freedom in other ministry areas. We need to be living free. Living free. It breaks the negative spiritual bond between people, releasing both sides into freedom. This is such a key thing because sometimes we feel, well, I don't feel like um, Jack said, I don't feel like forgiving you, but, but it isn't a feeling. Forgiveness is not a feeling. It is a decision. And if we won't forgive, we're holding a bond between us and the other person And often the other person can't get free because we're holding something at the other end. So it's so important to release forgiveness so that it releases the other person to be able to be free by God to be able to work in their life. Amen. We need to be uh, people who forgive so that we are free ourselves and we release the other person. Because do you know what? When you don't forgive, you're the one that stays in bondage. Now, if you're watching on the web today or you even at a later stage are watching this, then please, if you are holding any unforgiveness against anyone, for your own sake, release that person and forgive them freely. Amen? Here's another little key as well. If the other person doesn't know that they've offended you, don't go and tell them. I remember Jenny telling me about a long time ago in in the church that she was in. I think we'd only just kind of gotten married. And um, it was in one of those services where someone had been speaking about forgiveness and the, the importance of it. And this person came up to her afterwards And she'd got no idea that she'd ever offended this person. I think they were jealous of her. And this person came up to her afterwards and and said, I want you to know I've always hated you, but today I just want you to know I've forgiven you. Now, she had never had an issue with that person. But can you imagine when that person had dumped on her She then had an extra issue to get over with that person because she had no idea. So may I say, if you know the other person has no idea that they've ever offended you, don't go and tell them. You just release them. Tell God, God, I'm really sorry that I ever allowed that offense because Jesus said offenses are going to come. We, we can offend each other either by saying something that we didn't realize was not helpful or not saying something and the person thinking that, well, you know, why hasn't so-and-so spoken to me? Why have they, you know, walked by me in the street or whatever it is? Why haven't I been acknowledged for being such an amazing person in the church? I volunteer doing this, that and the other and, and nobody, Steve, never comes and tells me what a wonderful job I'm doing. You know, I'm just taken for granted. Listen, let me tell you now, you are the most amazing group of people. If, if ever I overlook what you're doing, God never overlooks it. So release me if ever I, if ever I do not acknowledge what you do. Amen. And, uh, 
And the Bible does tell us about the consequences. I've already mentioned about the unforgiving servant. It's so key. This is a great thing, Jack, that I found. Um, a real good memory aid about forgiveness. It's called the Forgiveness Cross. And most of us, I don't know whether you can read uh, that because it's quite small print. It's a graphic that, I, that I've put there. The horizontal bar, which is this one, just for those of you who don't know the difference between horizontal and vertical, if you can't remember school, this is the horizontal one, okay, horizontal bar. This is the one where we need to forgive others, Jenny. (laughs) There's something going on. This computer's never done that before. That is a default picture, even though I've put other wallpaper on this computer, it keeps going back to that one in Changi Airport in Singapore on one of the trips. It's a sign, sweetheart. There's, oh, it's a sign, maybe there's something there you need to forgive. Might be me. It might be me. So the horizontal bar is just forgiving each other, yes? And uh, because I pressed this twice... You'll see now the vertical bar is obviously between us and God. And you know, the amazing thing is that, yes, we need to know that God has forgiven us and we've received his forgiveness. The power of the cross, the power of the blood of Jesus that has cleansed us from our sin. It's important to know that, but you know, sometimes we can hold things against God. There are people who can't forgive God. It's really where the whole deal with evolutionary thinking came from. And some of the great uh, proponents of evolution um, have uh, struggled with the whole issue of suffering. And they've used this little equation. If God is love and God is all-powerful and he can do anything, why is there suffering on the earth? Uh, It's a bit like saying to a father... How come you have allowed your son to commit murder? When a father has taught his son right from wrong as a child and brought him up all through his life and shown him massive love and forgiveness, but he cannot impact the choices that his son makes. And God cannot do anything about the choices that we make that affect other people, but he can forgive. And because there's suffering today, it isn't because God doesn't love, it isn't because God isn't just, it's because there is an enemy that's out there that wants to destroy people's lives, wants to destroy nations, and that he is a very powerful force at work trying to take lives into hell with him. But God, God is powerful and God is forgiving and God will forgive us. And the circle just reminds us that it's important that we forgive ourselves. It is so key. And Jack said very rightly that sometimes it's easier to let others off the hook than it is for us to let ourselves off the hook. Because we've, we realize I let myself down, I've let others down. How can I ever come back to that place of knowing that I'm completely free, I'm completely clean, I'm completely guiltless? But God has done that. God has chosen not to forget our sins, but through the power of his 
forgiveness, he has chosen not to remember our sins. He's cast them into the sea of his forgetfulness, but a choice. Not because, not because you know, we forget a lot of things, don't we? Oh, we do. Oh, my word. We can forget so many things. But God doesn't forget. He chooses not to remember. So God is great. Now, do you think there are some people that we need to release forgiveness to tonight? Shall we go through a prayer? Do you want to participate in this one? So let's stand because we'll go through these prayers. So I'm going to pray, and then I want you, you can do it under your breath if you want. Is that easier? If I pray, you want to pray it out loud, but then if you know, if the Holy Spirit's just highlighting in your mind someone that you need to forgive, then I don't expect you to shout that out loud. Okay? Don't all shout Steve all together. <laughs> I forgive him, okay? Just do it under your breath and I'll feel okay. I'll feel a lot better when I go to bed tonight, okay? So, Lord, I ask that you will show us just who we need to forgive. Would you very real come into our heart and mind right now? Show us, even maybe a long time ago, someone that has offended us, someone that's hurt us, but maybe we've pushed it in the background, but it's still there. That hook is still holding us. Lord, just show us right now in Jesus' name. Okay, so let's pray this together. Father, you have made it clear that you desire the healing and freedom for me that forgiveness brings. You require that I forgive so that I can receive your forgiveness. Therefore, I choose to forgive. Okay, let's just wait a few seconds. We'll speak that person, that their name out under our breath. And then if you can remember what it was specifically. Okay, when, when Satan tries to condemn you and I, he will make it very general. He'll make the guilt, all of the pressure, very general. When Holy Spirit's highlighting something for us, the Holy Spirit is very specific. So he'll show you exactly what it is. So let's forgive that person and then just be specific. I forgive them for whatever it was. Are we there? Okay. I forgive all who have set me up to enter into sin and all who have hurt me out of their own hurts. I release them from any debt that I thought they owed me. I let go of all judgments and punishments that I have wanted them to have. I turn all of this and them over to you. In the name of Jesus, I pray Amen. Now, how about us asking for God's forgiveness? Okay. Father, now that I have forgiven all others, I come to you through the shed blood of Jesus and the power of his cross and ask you to forgive me for all of my sins. I acknowledge and take responsibility 
for each and every time I have violated your commandments as well as for the sinful thoughts and plans that have been and are in my heart. Holy Spirit, I thank you for working forgiveness into my life, for healing me and for cleansing me from all unrighteousness. Thank you, Father, for restoring me to fellowship with you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, here's one for ourselves, and let's pray this together. Father, because you have forgiven me, I choose to forgive myself for all the ways I have hurt others out of my own hurts and the ways I have hurt myself. I choose to forgive and release myself for all accusations, judgments, hatred and slander I have made against myself. I forgive myself for the mistakes, stupidity and other ways I have fallen short of the mark. I choose to accept myself just as I am at this time because I know that you, Lord, accept me just the way that I am. I know that you love me so I choose to begin to love myself, and yet I know that you will not leave me in this condition, but you will draw me onward, freeing me from my current state. Holy Spirit, I give you permission to work your work of sanctification in me. I embrace fully and look forward to you're changing me into the image of Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. 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 Now, what we're going to do, if um, a couple of the guys, maybe Elliot and, and uh, Kevin, if you could bring the table, maybe we could pop this just in front of us here. I want to invite you to come now and to break bread together, have communion. If you remember, Jesus did this as a symbol after the Passover supper, when he'd eaten a meal together, there was bread and wine on the table, and Jesus was about to make a covenant, not just with them, but with the whole of mankind. And he said, I want to use this bread, and I want you to realize this bread actually symbolizes my body that is going to be broken on your behalf. He said, this wine that we are enjoying together... This wine is symbolizing a, the, the blood that I am going to pour out for you. And this is a covenant that I'm going to make with you. You'll know that a blood covenant is the most powerful covenant that anyone can make with another person. And Jesus was going to f freely give his own blood in order that you and I might be cleansed completely from our sin. If you remember, Jesus was born of a virgin. He had no sin passed down to him from a forefather, from his own father, other than the Holy Spirit who overshadowed Mary and brought forth that immaculate conception. 
And so the blood in Jesus' veins was not stained by the blood of Adam or his forefathers. So when he offered his own blood as a sacrifice to his father, that blood had the power to completely free us and cleanse us. So as we come to this table, let's come and take the bread. Let's remember it's not a, a, a remorseful thing. It's not a sad thing. We know that Jesus went through the pain of crucifixion, as, as uh, Jack mentioned, but it is a joyous occasion because we're remembering that through his death, his sacrifice, we could be completely forgiven. If you're watching us on TV, you might want to uh, get some bread, you might want to have some juice, or if you have red wine and you want to be able to take that, it's not a problem to you, then maybe you can do that with us. But come forwards. Lord, we thank you that Jesus, you were willing to shed your blood, you were willing to have your body broken on the cross for our forgiveness. And so we receive today that forgiveness into our hearts, into our lives. And as we remember you, your death, your resurrection, we are excited that we can receive even healing today as well as our forgiveness as we eat this bread and drink this wine together. Amen.